Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And I'm your host, Peter Tung. I'd like to begin by wishing you all a very happy Michaelmas Day. Today is the day in the year that we celebrate the Archangel Michael. And it is a wonderful opportunity to consciously connect with the Archangel Michael in a process of clearing out all of the energy grids of the planet, including our own energy grids. You can just do a very simple little meditation out in nature Invite the Archangel Michael and the Legions of Light into your world to assist you in clearing out all of your hucha, all of your energies that are no longer serving you, and also assisting in that co-creative process with the planet on the beautiful royal blue ray of Archangel Michael. So I hope you take a few moments to do that. I'm delighted to welcome to the show today Dave Markowitz, who has recently written a book called Healing with Source, a spiritual guide to mind-body medicine. And I'm really looking forward to having a discussion with Dave today about uh, illness, disease, and healing, and and a much bigger picture, actually, of, of what life is all about for us in this human skin. So, Dave, welcome to the show. Welcome, and uh, Merry Michaelmas to you. <laughs> Thanks very much. <laughs> So let's begin by finding out a bit more about uh, you and how you got involved in uh, this mind-body medicine process. Mm. Um, in about the early 1990s, I had an ailment that 10 medical doctors couldn't help with. It couldn't be diagnosed. It couldn't be helped. They gave it a bunch of random names, and nothing worked. And it really alerted me to the limitations of Western medicine. Um, and it just put me on this path of looking outside the proverbial box. Uh, I grew up in a traditional Western family. My father was actually a pharmacist, so medication was believed in. And it, and it does work. But the question is, what does the word work mean? Uh, it became very clear that a lot of pharmaceuticals were designed for temporary pain relief. And that created dependency. And as I branched out beyond that, it seemed to be the exact opposite. People were more concerned with long-term permanent healing, uh, independency, um, self-sufficient, self-healing, and it just made a lot more sense. So not only did I have success with it as a client, but so much so that I became a practitioner. And granted, it wasn't overnight. It was, I still kind of went kicking and screaming, um, you know, even with the frustrations, I still went kicking and screaming. A uh, beautiful function of the mind that just likes things where they are and doesn't want to change, but I had to. I had no choice, <laughs> eventually. And um, I went to school for massage therapy, and they spoke about energy and meridians. And I really didn't believe it. Um, but, again, with experience, um, it made... I don't know if it made sense right away, but the experience showed me that something was there and made me go deeper into it to understand what was happening and why. Uh, enough to be able to share that, I started sharing that with clients. Then I got out of doing massage because I actually had better results. 
with consultation and energy going. And uh, the rest, I guess, as they say, history. And so are you actually completely clear of that particular illness now? Um, probably about 98%. If it shows up again, then I know exactly what to do. But the point is I'm self-empowered. I don't need to go to a doctor. Um, it's probably even more than 98. It's like 99.99% of the time, the occasional flare-up. And it just means I have a little bit more work to do around the underlying issues. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'll take that percentage any day. Where back then it was the complete opposite. You know, it overtook my, my life for a short period of time. You know, granted it wasn't cancer or anything life-threatening, but it was annoying and it woke me up. So it served its purpose. I'm sure there are lots of uh, listeners today listening who have different levels of, of illness and, and disease. So, so let's talk a little bit about your experience in terms of what these uh, illnesses and diseases that we manifest in our bodies, what they actually are and, and where have they come from? Well, um, it's a great question. It's a very broad question. But what, what I'll first say is, is I don't believe in the cookbook diagnosis or recipe for anything, whether it's looking at what's going on or for healing. Um, everyone, you know, the definition of holistic medicine is taking each person as a complete person in themselves and seeing what's missing, what's out of alignment. But more specifically, what I've found, and this is actually confirmed in traditional Chinese medicine and known about for 5,000 years, it's just not able to be patented here in the West and we don't really hear about it. When we, you know, our emotions, our energy in motion. And when those emotions are flowing, we're generally pretty healthy. What I mean by flowing is if someone gets angry, and doesn't, it's not about not getting angry. It's about being with the anger and working with it, pushing through it, purging it, likewise grief. But when these things stay in the body, and it can be an accumulation of years and years of any kind of disruptive energy, something blocks uh, the energy from flowing in the body and creates these pains and illnesses, and my experience has showed me, shown me that something that starts out pretty minor, if not addressed, just grows. And I think that makes sense to most people. But in the West, we're so compartmentalized. We see a runny nose or a sinus problem, and we go to a specialist for that or take a medication. But the underlying energy, which is very likely grief energy, which is held in that area, if that's not purged, it continues to manifest in deeper illnesses. So at its extreme, perhaps, maybe even some problem with the lungs. Um, so the, what, the only difference between those two symptoms is time. So when we nip things in the proverbial bud, we can stop the pattern and replace it with a higher vibration and healing. And again, this is recognized you know, in, in a lot of medicine, but... Here in the West, you know, it's pretty rare that um, doctors ask about our emotional state. Uh, they're more likely to give a prescription, and, and that's fine if that's what you need. I don't want to put down doctors, but I do question the system that doesn't take it the next step, that sees problems and put, puts Band-Aids on them and thinks that they go away because they come back in a different place or something, so you know. Just, just getting a, a, a question here. Are you on uh, speakerphone, Dave? It's a Bluetooth headset. Okay, I was getting that question from the uh, 
West America, but we'll, we'll just carry on. So I just want to pursue the, the, the issue, because I think this is really, really important uh, for people to understand, about repressed grief and repressed anger. Can you just explain a bit more about that and what we actually do? Well, most of us, when we're younger, aren't really encouraged to express those emotions. You know, little boys are told big boy. You know, big boys don't cry. Um, women you know, are told you don't look beautiful when you cry. And crying is very natural. It's a way of expressing grief. It's a it's nature's Tylenol. You know, um, but we're not encouraged to feel it, and we're encouraged to stuff it. And over time, that causes the blockages. And traditionally, um, repressed grief will land in the lungs, as I mentioned earlier, or the large intestine, sometimes skin, um, pancreas problems, sometimes in the ears. Again, everyone's different, but those are generalities. And you know, it's really interesting when we're first born, not first born, but sometime after, if we, as a baby, cry, we get given a pacifier. And that's as much to pacify the baby as it is the parent. And, and you know, I, parents are well-meaning in that, but to go deeper into it, what it really teaches is oral satisfaction. So that's why all addictions, not all, but many addictions, are revolve around the mouth. Smoking, drinking, um, alcohol, um, eating. You know, a lot of times we experience upset in our in our adult lives and our natural reaction is to appease it orally. We eat. And sometimes we eat and eat and eat and eat. And we can actually stop that if we let ourselves feel the grief. So there's a really interesting connections in what happens in the first days, the first months of our lives, what we learn to do and what we learn to is safe to express. And the other thing that you mentioned was anger. I mean there's that phrase here in the States, at least, when kids are two years old, and it's called the, the terrible twos. And to me, that's horrible. I mean, how do you put that kind of label on a, on a beautiful baby who is only trying to understand what's going on, maybe asserting his or herself to some degree, and disagreeing with an authority figure, and it's called terrible twos, and anything is done to avoid the expression of anger. You know, here's a toy. Here's another toy. You know, where do you want to go? Do you want to go eat there? You know, what do you want to do? And like, and that phase in the body, you know, it tightens muscles. Fear tightens muscles. Tight muscles can uh, cause a lot of problems like fibromyalgia, um, a lot of muscle disorders. And even that, when not addressed, becomes even deeper and can affect brain chemistry. So grief at its extreme when not felt, when kept in the body, often gets diagnosed as depression. And, you know, uh, that medication may seem to help because the person isn't as sad, but the energy is still in the body. So it doesn't really heal anything. So Dave, we're coming up to our first break and we'll continue with this discussion on healing with source. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. 
walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. What would you do if you came across a technology so profound that you move to balance within minutes of application and from that balance the body heals itself? We have the research, the testimonials, world-class health practitioners, and we conduct free demonstrations throughout North America and the world. Sound too good to be true? Click on the Amized Fusion Technology banner and find out for yourself and join us in a self-care revolution. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. Just a reminder that I have my Ambassadors of Light program tomorrow evening at 5.30. So please uh, go to www.myheartcenteredjourney.com to check that out or to my own website, www.petertongue.com for all of the interesting bits and pieces that we are doing. I have with me today Dave Markowitz, who has written a very powerful and complete book called Healing with, Store, with Source, a spiritual guide to mind-body medicine. And Dave, I'd like to, to ask you to talk a little bit now about cancer, because uh, in my world, I, I, there's a, a significant number of people um, struggling with cancer at a very serious level at the moment. So what would you say about uh, cancer and its formation? Well, legally, I'm not allowed to treat that, so I don't even use the word. Okay. But there's a, a more powerful reason, actually, uh, energetic reason, 
that I don't, and because words have power, and when someone is given that kind of diagnosis, the most common reaction is they'll tune into collective unconsciousness's understanding of that diagnosis, which for most is not great. Um, even the healing procedures that are recommended by Western medicine, even those can be pretty difficult for many. I've worked with many people who have had that diagnosis, but again, I don't treat that diagnosis. I don't treat anything, but what I do is address the underlying symptoms. And, you know, for everyone it's different, but most cases there's a repressed anger that's been locked in the body and usually for a long time to get to that point where the energy is so blocked and so strong over so long that it actually creates these bits of matter which in the West they would call a tumor. Um, so by working with someone and guiding them and releasing that anger in a healthy way, understanding what caused it, and here's the interesting thing, and I'm sure you experienced this also with your clients, is sometimes you mention this kind of thing and a person goes into a guilt state. Like, I caused this? Wow, you know, that's, that's a bit to take on. But what I invite them to do is say, well, if you did cause it, you did so unconsciously and perhaps over 20 years. So now that we know and we can work consciously, we can reverse it, and oftentimes in significantly less amount of time because you're working consciously with conscious intention. So it's a matter of really understanding what the anger is, what it's about. If it's about a person, they could be, they could be angry at God, they could be angry at their landlord, they could be angry at a parent school teacher, and it could seem really insignificant when it happened, but if it's not dealt with and purged and understood, it stays in the body. So I have had people have great success who have come to me with that, um, but and I don't tell them to not do the Western medicine. I just point out what that does and doesn't do. Like I said earlier, everything has limitations. Um, you, were, this world. You, you were suggesting earlier also that, that many of these, these uh, emotional issues begin at a very young age. Um, mm -hmm. And so th this is locked away in, in the unconscious. So being able to access this um, emotional uh, um, stuckness or blockage through the unconscious is obviously a pretty important part of the work. Uh, in my experience, it's very important. Um, it's not always 100% needed. Sometimes people just are in a place where that's not needed, but most of the time um, it's really great to know what caused it and why. And you know, when I work as a medical intuitive, often I get a message, you know, you had a fight with your father. It was 1997. It was about this. It was a Sunday afternoon, and he said that. You said that. So it's pretty clear when the person's open to being read and the information that I get and the accuracy you know, it's a good 95% or more. Um, so I know, you know, so they know there's something there if I can pull it out of the hat, so to speak. Um, and yeah. So, so just tell us actually what, uh, what a typical session with you would look like. Um, well, whether it's um, by phone or in person, I currently work and live in Portland, Oregon, but I do tour um, the states and go to different cities. 
but either that or by phone. Generally, there's a consultation at first, and we find out exactly what's going on, and I get messages, I get information that I can share about the underlying causes, and we work with them, and I provide a different perspective on what they may have been stuck on. And, you know, when they're really open, I get really powerful, very fast information. So oftentimes in just a few minutes or less, I can provide someone everything they needed and may have needed for 20, 30 years. And can you describe or explain how that information comes to you? I know that's sometimes difficult to do and it comes from different realms, but how, does it, how do you get the insight, the information? I get a fax uh, message. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it's, it's an intuitive process. Um, Neil Donald Walsh calls it the voiceless voice. You know, the, I'm connecting with what I call source energy. Um, people have different names for that, so be it. That's fine. Uh, it comes in different forms. Sometimes it's a sight visual. Sometimes something I hear, feel. Sometimes an odd combination of all. And it only happens because I'm not attached. You know, I'm not in the person's body who's dealing with this. And I can empty out my conscious mind pretty quickly and just connect with that source pretty much at will. And the more open they are, the client that is, the quicker it comes. And then I just share it. And uh, a latter part of that session or maybe a follow-up session would be doing energy healing work, which works by phone just as well as being in person. The source knows who each of us are, you know, um, I actually worked on someone as far away. When I was in New York, I worked with someone who was in Singapore. We couldn't get a phone connection, but through email, uh, it worked. So I didn't even need the phone connection, which initially I found kind of surprising. But, you know, I kind of got this message from source, kind of like the energetic equivalent of the word, duh. Like, duh, I know who he is. I know who you are. We can do this. We don't need a, we don't need a phone. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> makes sense. But, you know, until... That's brought into my conscious awareness that doesn't make sense or it's not even a possibility. Then we do the energy when, you say, work. when you say energy work, how does that work? Uh, it's channeling. The, uh, you know, I create the space and the source does the rest. Um, and what's really cool is sometimes even though you might have years of anger or grief locked in your body, sometimes it's actually a very blissful experience in releasing it. So when I work with people, I remind them they may feel heat, they may feel tangled, they may get a memory, they may get angry, they may get upset, they may cry, but they also may go into what some people call the sea of divinity, which is a beautiful thing. Um, that's when you're in such an open, willing place to deal with your emotions that they come out very smoothly um, and relatively quickly. You know, I, I worked with someone once who had 40 years of pain it was gone in one session. She was completely willing, able, and ready to release what didn't serve her anymore. I just had to bring to her awareness of what that was. So it can feel like a lot of different things, but the bottom line is, in my experience, it works. It works very well. And it kind of makes sense. The same energy that created us, of course, can help us heal, but we have to get our mind out of the way and open and allow and receive and understand what caused it so that we don't cause it again. Kind of simple, actually, when you break it down, but we're not taught these things, so, you know, it takes a bit simple, of... But, simple, but there's, there's often a significant resistance to getting, to getting to that place. There's some fear around that, isn't there? 
It can be, sure. You know, if someone has really repressed deep anger over a long period of time, you know, I, I let people feel what they need to feel. I'm not the one that's going to say, don't feel your anger. You know, I don't come from that judgmental place. I say, no, feel your anger. Be human. Um, and purge it. And for some, it's very difficult. And they have that, um, what someone called the inner child, who is still hurt and is kind of sitting there with his or her arms crossed and doesn't want to play the game. And then we have to create situations where they can open also and to make it really clear. And there are different tools that, that can be used for this, but to make it really clear what's being sacrificed by the lack of willingness to go into the situation, by the resistance. Even beyond the physical manifestations, there's something else always that's being blocked in their life that they don't want. So when I point that out and I can point out how they're related, you know, oftentimes people open up. And fortunately, I do, I get sent, most most of the people that get sent my way uh, are pretty open and pretty willing. And that's great. It makes my job easier. It makes the, the healing faster. You know, I don't need to see someone, you know, twice a week for the rest of their life. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like an aspirin, you know, <laughs> or or depression or Prozac or something like that, you know. I, well, I want to empower people. Typically, how many sessions would uh, would someone have with you? There is no typical, you know. Okay. Um, like earlier, I mentioned one woman, one session, 40 years of what she was on sciatica was gone in one day. And others hang on to things, you know, sometimes I work with someone for a year or two. And, you know, I'm straight up, you know, if I feel that that's going to happen, I'll share that. At the same time, I'm also open to being wrong, you know, because one of the things I dislike a lot about typical Western medicine is someone putting a, a, a time period on a healing. It's a function of the mind that wants to know, and I understand that, but, you know, it can happen overnight or it can happen a lot longer. It really depends on the willingness. So it's not about, like, what's going to happen. It's about what can we do right now, who can we be, and what can we shift to let that happen faster. So I'm open to overnight, you know, success. And sometimes it happens. Absolutely, and it's wonderful when it does, isn't it? <laughs> We're coming up fun, to yeah. uh, <laughs> our next break, Dave, and, and when we do return, I'm going to ask you about the uh, five steps to health that you talk about in the book. This is Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. the threshold of a dream and beyond seventh wave network dad can i ask you something sure what's up um there's this girl i kind of like well if there's one thing i know it's women really well they didn't call me velvet for nothing i don't get it smooth i was smooth oh anyway it's easy you just got to impress her show her how strong you are okay but how just i don't know pick up a lot of heavy things around her like what i don't know desks chairs people Grunt, if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, Ugh! try it. Uh, uh, <laughs> See, there you go. And you should dress up. Start wearing a shirt and tie. I'll look like a dork. No, you'll look successful. Okay. 
And finally, you can start using my cologne. <clears throat> the ladies love it, so don't be shy. Splash it on. Thanks, Dad. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To find out how you can adopt, please visit our website at adoptuskids.org or call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. What would you do if you came across a technology so profound that you move to balance within minutes of application and from that balance the body heals itself? We have the research, the testimonials, world-class health practitioners, and we conduct free demonstrations throughout North America and the world. Sound too good to be true? Click on the Amized Fusion Technology banner and find out for yourself and join us in a self-care revolution. walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tong left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit PeterTongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at PeterTongue.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. And I just want to take this opportunity to thank uh, some of the business associates of Omega Global for sponsoring this series of shows using amized fusion technology, zero-point energy, to bring cells back into balance when real healing can take place. And that is exactly what we're talking about with Dave Markowitz today. It's going back to the root cause of the original uh, situation that precipitated the illness. And Dave, before the break, I asked if you could just talk about the five steps to health from your book. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. Um, the five steps are really interesting. Each individually can make a lot of sense to most people, but I, I'll go into them briefly here. Um, and there are words and concepts that we're probably familiar with, but somehow when they're put in this order, they tend to really shift things. And 
the first step is awareness. And that really should make sense. And we spoke about it prior. If you don't know what you're dealing with, it's pretty difficult to heal from it. You know, you can do the Band-Aid approach. You can take mind-numbing medications and deal with the side effects. And whatever your choice is fine. But without knowing what caused it and then addressing that, you know, or in this case, just step one, without knowing what caused it, it's really difficult to, to move on. So we have to know what caused it. Uh, what's really cool in the book, I, I actually list a bunch of tools that can help you raise your own awareness. You don't have to call me, although I'm open if you want to. <laughs> uh, but if you don't, that's fine too, you know. Um, so those tools help people get in touch with their higher self, with body parts, with systems, all different kinds of things. And there's things you can do in there on your own or with a partner. So it's a pretty cool aspect of the book. It makes it more experiential. The second step is acceptance. And this means, again, it's a word that's thrown around a lot, but in a deep level, it means, okay, I accept that I had some cause in this. And now I accept that I can reverse it. It means the exact opposite of blame, which is what the ego thrives on. You know, this happened and I'm going to blame this person. Or this happened to me when I was a kid, I'm going to blame that person. And while that might get you through the day or the night or your first 20, 30 years, at some point it catches up and you wake up and you need to accept that that's what happened. It's not acceptance followed by a period. It's acceptance followed by an ellipsis, which means what comes next. And the next one is opportunity. Oftentimes we're given a challenge and it might seem like a burden. But if we can shift that perception into one of an opportunity, uh, it makes it more of a challenge as opposed to something we have to do. It becomes something you want to do. You know, I actually did this once many years back when I had a quote-unquote day job. I, you know, my ego didn't want me to do it, but when I really settled down, I said, okay, you know, I really need to do this. And... Initially, it was a little difficult, but I said, you know what? I get to do this. This is an honor. I get to do this. Even though it wasn't what I wanted to do in the long term, I get to do this. This is an opportunity for me to have a nine-to-five, to get things in order financially. And likewise, when we do, and this is applied to healing, we get to look at prior issues that are blocking us, prior issues that have blocked our heart from loving, for example. I mean... You know, if you're if you're listening and didn't just raise your hand and say, sign me up for that, you know, hang up, <laughs> turn this off because that, 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 that kind of excites you. So look at things as an opportunity to grow, and that results in physical changes. The fourth step is gratitude, and that doesn't mean to be grateful for the illness, but it does mean to be grateful for the opportunity, the awareness, and the the chance to really work with something on a very deep level. So that way it's not a problem anymore. And the last step, and this one we can go on forever, but that's why we have books, <laughs> uh, forgiveness. And it seems really casual. You know, we're often taught just to say, okay, I forgive you. Now, a, to me, that's extremely arrogant. Who am I to forgive you? That's totally putting myself in a place higher than you. Not you, Peter, but you, whoever yeah, that might be. Understood, yeah. Um, and really understanding that people do the best they can with what they're given. And sometimes these 
situations or conditions that are in your family get passed down to generations. And, you know, getting mad at mom or dad for something they were brought up to believe to be true is not really helping anybody. You know, so in this case, we come from a place of forgiveness, from a deep understanding, and I work with people to let that forgiveness come through the heart. That's the real beauty and healing when you can come from that place. The steps prior to that, it's kind of an ascension from the mind into the heart. If you think about it, the awareness, acceptance, it kind of goes through, uh, almost goes through the chakra system in a way that you can get to this place where you can really let go of what you've been hanging on to. And it's a, you know, it's a pretty, again, simple, but not easy for some, you know, it takes some work and so be it. But without the awareness, without these steps, we don't have a clue. You know, then we're dealing with things and wondering, why am I never getting better? Why does this keep happening to me again? You mentioned uh, a couple of times along the way uh, the ego and the, uh, a little bit about the role that it plays. So perhaps you could just talk a bit more about that because it's so important in this process, isn't it? It really is, yeah. And, you know, one of the best descriptions I heard from that was actually from a Kabbalah study where they called the ego the opponent. And, you know, John Martini said that he, he's met all the authors of all the books that proclaim ego to be the enemy. And he said, all those people are miserable. So that's not the answer. Right? <laughs> but when we deal with the ego from Kabbalah standpoint of it being the opponent, it makes life a game, you know? And once you know the rules to the game, you can win. And the ego is the part that keeps us small, it keeps us in fear, it keeps us in worry, concern, um, judgmental of ourselves, of others. And if we look at that as an opponent, we can take steps to, to defeat it lovingly because beating the heck out of it, it gets more energy. And a lot of people that come from what someone called lower self or the shadow self, more often than not, their ego is winning the game. And you can look at this easier to look at from the outside than inside, but eventually we need to look inside to that too. You can see people that are power hungry, that are greedy, that care about themselves only. It's me, me, me. Um, no one else matters. Um, you know, we see it everywhere. And they're never happy. There's no satiating the ego. There's not enough money in the world to convince someone who's coming from that purely ego place to put them in a place of relaxation. You know, there are people with millions of dollars in the bank or in stocks or whatever, worth maybe even billions, that are unhappy because they don't feel it's enough. So they go out and get more. And one of the... the interesting lines in the book which which is going to a different level beyond illness but I thought was really significant and important because I've experienced this myself as I'm sure most of us have as as many people will when they begin their path but it was that the ego perceives spiritual growth to be the death of itself and will fight to survive mm. and he does that's a, pretty good line. that's a pretty good line it's a very good line did you write that <laughs> I hope so. Well, <laughs> I typed did. it. I typed it. Most of it came through me, but I did the typing part. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which so, is really... So, so just that, that piece about the ego and spiritual involvement, what would you say about that? 
Well, it just said it right there, really. And, you know, it will do anything to get you to believe that you don't need to go and do things to improve your life. That it's easier to blame someone else to take a pill versus working on the self, to blame a parent as opposed to acknowledging their own part. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's really good at that. Um, you know, the typical question I ask when I'm doing a lecture is who, who here knows that meditation is a good thing to do? And pretty much everyone in the room, whether it's a room of, you know, 20 or 2,000, is going to raise their hand. And then I say, how many of you do it? And then invariably, it's a much less percentage. And then I said, do you want to know why? And then, yes, of course. <laughs> and what happens is the ego finds ways to convince you that there are better things to do than meditate. And this so today we're though. coming up to our, our last break, so we'll return with this very important uh, discussion after the break. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. How do we walk our true spiritual path at a time when the Western world is fixated on material gain? More people are now recognizing the emptiness which comes with this limited approach to life. There is another way. Four years ago, Peter Tung left his position as a high school principal with 30 years experience in the education system and turned to his true calling of a metaphysical life. He now uses his experience and wisdom to provide solutions to personal and organizational challenges. Peter offers corporate workshops and seminars, public meditations, radio interviews, healing sessions, and community visits to bring awareness of the new paradigm, the awakening to conscious co-creation. Visit petertongue.com today to register for events and to purchase his transformative visualization meditation CDs. You can also download the meditation CDs as MP3s if you wish for listening on your computer or on the go. These are available now at petertongue.com. What would you do if you came across a technology so profound that you move to balance within minutes of application and from that balance the body heals itself? We have the research, the testimonials, world-class health practitioners, and we conduct free demonstrations throughout North America and the world. Sound too good to be true? Click on the Amized Fusion Technology banner and find out for yourself and join us in a self-care revolution. There is a lot more going on in religion and government than what high-ranking officials are telling you. The Bible uncovers the truth, prophecies, and a world of opportunities. Get the answers you need when you tune into the program To the Stars and Beyond with your hosts Michael List and Adam Hong. We'll explore the religious and spiritual beliefs from ancient history to the prophecies that are shaping the world and current events of today. To the Stars and Beyond airs live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on 7th Wave Network. Be extraordinary. 7th Wave Network.
listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. And right at the end of the last segment, Dave made a really, really important point, and it's important for all of us to remember and know and be consciously aware that when we step onto our spiritual path, the ego will do all that it can to prevent us from doing so. So be really aware of that. And and even when you know these things, as I do, um, we still get distracted from actually doing that quiet inner work uh, through meditation. So thank, thank you for raising that, Dave. It's a very important point. Sure. The awesome. ego, is, ego is very intelligent. You know why? Because <laughs> it knows every nook and cranny of your brain and every thought you're going to have. <laughs> okay? It's been with you forever, so it knows exactly where, to, where your soft spots are. So it's okay. You don't, need, you, don't need, you don't need to go to yoga class today. You can, just, you can do it at home, really. And next thing you know, it's like, you know, the end of the day, like, oops, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot exactly. Now, you were talking in the, in the last section about words being thrown around, and I want to ask you one of my deep questions, which is the expression unconditional love, because you mentioned love and how you shift from the, from the, the mental mind down into the heart uh, in this healing process. And unconditional love is an expression that's bandied around a lot, but I personally don't believe many people are actually expressing it. It's a, perhaps a higher level of conditional love. So what would you say about unconditional love? It's a great point. Um, perhaps it is a higher level of conditional. Um, but I think at some point, and I think we all can get there, it just takes a bit of doing, when we can really come from a place of unconditional love, and that just means really loving and embracing everyone everything we see in front of us. And it can vary from time to time, and that's, that's okay, but I think eventually if we catch ourselves you know, catch ourselves in a place of judgment and say, okay, well, that's, that's not the true, you know, when, when I hear myself in place of judgment, I usually recognize it pretty quickly and I kind of laugh at it. I, I just say, that's not the true me speaking. The true me is about love. So whatever I just judged, I then send love to. And I think that would be an example of unconditional love when I'm working with a client and they tell me about things that they've done that perhaps they've never even shared with someone else, you know, things that they think are horrible I hold space for that because I don't, I really don't judge it. I've, I've been there, you know, so who am I going to judge? And, you know, not that I've had every experience out there, but I'm open to it. You know, I, I understand the human condition can, comprise, can be comprised of so many events. So I just open, you know, I, I embrace and it creates a different kind of space between myself and the client to allow them to feel safe to express themselves, to be authentic. And there's a lot of healing in that alone because most of us are not authentic. Someone says, how you doing? And we say, oh, I'm fine. You know, and, you know, uh, a sibling could have just passed away. You lost your job and it's just typical to say, oh, I'm fine. So Fine's I'm all probably, about being authentic. Fine's probably one of the overused, words, the overused words in the dictionary, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but creating that safe space and, and allowing people to be authentic is, I think, the greatest gift that we can have as people working in this field. Yeah, I concur. You know, I wouldn't have gotten that had someone told me that, but my experience in being that shows me how powerful it is. 
And likewise, you know, I attract really beautiful people into my, into my field now, and they provide that for me also. Uh, not my clients, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know it's, I mean, socially. So we're all there for each other in that unconditional loving kind of place where I can share with someone that I have this awful thought, and they'll be like, okay, great, you know. You know, is it serving you or is it not serving you? Can, can you just embrace that you went there for a moment? And you know, there's such power in that as opposed to be, told in, to, be, to be told you're wrong. You know, don't have that thought. That's just crazy. That's, that's a mindset of limitations, which is also discussed in the book, but it just doesn't work. Mindset of limitations doesn't work. Diets don't work. Anytime you say no, it doesn't work. When you say yes to life, it works. And that's part of the unconditional love, saying yes to life. Thank you. So what would sure. you say uh, is unique about your book? It's a pretty awesome book, i got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great book, I agree. Well, the funny thing, I, I spent you know, so long, you know, over a decade, studying these concepts before being able to put them down in paper that um, sometimes people ask me what I meant by a certain thing in the book, and I barely remember even writing that because it's just it's such a blur. But there's so much information in here that if I was going to put an actual value on it, it would probably be about a half a million dollars. I think that's what I've spent in the last almost two decades on my spiritual path, workshops and books and meditation and all these kind of things. And, you know, for less than 20 bucks, you can get all this information. And it's really succinct. I'll go into a little more tangible in a second, but the succinct part, I'm a big fan of. Like, I want to know, I want to get to the point. I don't want to dilly-daddle. Right, so when I'm reading a book, if something's repeated over and over, my mind just says, "Ah, I got it already. What's next?" You know. So I was really careful to avoid repetition. And people tell me that they read four or five pages and have to put it down because there's so much in there. They need to integrate it. So there's a lot in there. And speaking of integration, there are actually two tools that incorporate different senses um, that help. Uh, assimilate the information, and one is an audio MP3. The link for that is actually in the book. You cannot get that any other way. You can't find it on my site. There's no link to it. The only way you can get that is through the web address given in the preface of the book, and that actually is me reading summaries of the chapters mixed subliminally under a really beautiful piece of music called Genesis by Barry Goldstein from his Ambiology series, which is being used all over the world. Uh, Barry's opened up for, you know, Donald Walsh and Chopra and James Von Prague. So it's very high vibration music. And I'm speaking under that. And the instructions are to download that and listen to it on headphones after you read the book. It helps assimilate what you just read, which I just love. It just adds in another sense. So, Dave, we're actually coming up to the last minute or so. So uh, there's another piece you want to talk about. Okay. I'll have to do it quickly. Uh, on the cover of the book is a symbol that was channeled. I got a message that somebody would be making a symbol for me to use somewhat, like some people use Reiki symbols. And I knew who it was, and I contacted her, and she said, oh, this is for you. Great. So she's letting me use it, and there's actually a cutout in the book, at the end of the book, that you can tear out or cut out. And there's instructions on how to use that to also increase high vibration. And I know you said you had an experience with that also. Um, perhaps if you want to touch on that, that would be great. Yeah, well, there's a, uh, in my view, on the front cover of the book, there is a portal, uh, and then obviously I unfocus my eyes and go through that portal um, as we do when we make contact with uh, beings beyond this realm. Uh, 
and there are two faces uh, inside that portal, either side of what looks like an icicle hanging down. So um, I'm sure some of the beings of light who have been supporting you in your work, Dave, are present in that image, which is just wonderful. It's pretty cool. I got to tell you, it's pretty cool. So, <laughs> so Dave, we, we were at the, at the end of the show, so just give us the website and link for people to follow your work or even get the book. Sure. Um, it's my name, which is Dave Markowitz, D-A-V-E-M-A-R-K-O-W-I-T-Z.com. And on the website, there's information on private sessions, group work. I really love doing group work. Uh, I think it's one of the most powerful things for healing. Um, there's, of course, a link to buy the book, a link to Amazon. Uh, the book actually made it to number three in its category on, on Amazon on the first week it was out. And it's been out for just under a month now. Um, so I'm pretty happy with this so far. And I think it's only going to get better. It was endorsed by Lynn Andrews, um, recommended by ShirleyMcLean.com. Uh, Danny and Kathleen Brinkley and Dr. Meg Losey, um also put endorsements on there. So it's well, making the round. Impressive list. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, call it to a close date, but I really appreciate it. It is a book chock full of really good, solid information to help us all heal on our sacred journey. So thank you much for joining me today. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. So very quickly, finishing the show, next week, James Gilliland of Iseti Ranch Contact has begun. We'll be joining me on the show. It promises to be a very interesting show. Please follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Have a wonderful Michaelmas Day and rest of week, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Spirit of Tongues for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tung for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network.